Hello and welcome to the Unlearning Podcast, a show about unlearning self-limiting beliefs, coping with anxiety, and healing through self-love. I'm Jenna Slaughter, self-love coach, recovered people pleaser, and mental health enthusiast. And every other week, I'm going to bring you a topic or guest that is going to help you reshape how you experience the world, unlearn the ways you've been playing small, and send love to the places that need it the most. Are you ready? Let's get into it. recording this in the middle of a snowstorm in Portland, Oregon. And uh, this is just not something that we see very often. And I have to say, if I can call customer service and let them know that I did not order this, I ordered the green all year round package. If anybody could give me that that number to let the weather people know that I'd I'd like a, a change in the weather, please send that one my way. Anywho, It's February, and today we're going to be talking about people-pleasing, and we're going to talk about the ways that that shows up, both the sneaky and more direct ways, and we're also going to talk about the antidote to that, how we can move through that, and ways that I've helped people move through that people-pleasing and really move into just honoring themselves, honoring what we need, and honoring the internal cues, both physical mental, emotional, and spiritual that are coming to us. And that's really what this is about. It is about shifting from self-betrayal at the benefit of other people to honoring ourselves, even if that risks being rejected or not being liked. So conditioned people-pleasing is a lot of the times it is subconscious and it is conditioned. It is a conditioned response from hiding who you were for safety, whether it was physical, mental, or emotional safety from others. This could be familial, this could be environmental, this could be in the workplace, and we'll talk about that next. This looks like looking for cues externally for affirmation and distrusting your internal intuition and your physical emotional cues. This could look like trying to get into or stay in someone's good graces and in doing so, hiding parts of yourself or masking slash mirroring to fit what you feel like they want you to do or be. Or alternatively, what they have said that they like best. We see this in romantic relationships. I remember keeping my hair long because my boyfriend said that I was prettier that way or that he didn't like girls with short hair. So therefore, I didn't explore that for myself to the benefit of him. We see this in familial relationships where my client tiptoes around the needs of their parent because they are worried about sending them into a spiral at the detriment of not expressing their needs and their desires, not maintaining boundaries for the benefit of somebody else. We see this in work environments when someone in power says something off-putting and we feel the pressure to not make waves. We see this across all environments when LGBTQ plus folks are keeping themselves in a closet 
to avoid religious shaming and persecution. And these can be direct, like, you're going to hell or you're an abomination. I mean, we've all heard that if you're in the the LGBTQ community. We have all seen this in some way, shape, or form. Or the more indirect versions, like, I love you. I just don't understand your lifestyle. Or hearing our loved ones use things like, that's so gay, in a derogatory way towards others. Or an example for me was in 2016 when the 45th president was elected. I had this internalized homophobia. I was so worried about showing public affection to my girlfriend, like holding her hand for fear that we were going to be harassed in public. Now, you may think that I was being overly ridiculous, but this was confirmed when we were holding hands on the sidewalk and we were actually spit on by somebody on our way to class. Through that time and working through bringing that that internalized homophobia from the subconscious to the conscious, I had to realize that that not showing my, my partner affection or appreciation when I wanted to was an act of self-betrayal. Because I was holding, I was holding myself to somebody else's standards. And because I was hiding my authentic self for someone else's ego's comfort, I cut off a source of love and physical connection at the detriment of myself. This people pleasing can also mean overcommitting your time and overwhelming yourself in the process. It can look like saying yes when you mean no. And I have a, inquiry for you to kind of slide in for yourself. Ask yourself, am I coming from a place of self-honor or self-betrayal? Who is benefiting from this belief? Who is benefiting from this action? And is it an act of servitude? So that the main question there, I know I threw seven questions as like sub questions or ways you could phrase that. But the main question to remember is, am I coming from a place of self-honor or self-betrayal? This can also show up in the form of overgiving in a relationship, be it money, time or energy in a disproportionate way. I used to do this with my time and energy with my friends, and especially with romantic partners. And I would pour into these people or try to do, you know, acts of service, which is my love language, which in the intention that that would then like bank me basically good graces from them. I was worried that people were going to just up and leave. I was looking for that safety and that stability. And so what's really important here is looking into the energy behind the action. What need are you trying to fill? Are you trying to establish safety and security via somebody else? Because your job is to establish that for yourself and then do acts of service out of unconditional and unattached love. Typically... The energy behind 
people-pleasing is a fear underlying a fear of rejection for who we truly are, which is really the most detrimental that we could have. It's a lot easier to be rejected for who we are not than to accept a rejection for who we truly are. The other thing is can be is that we're worrying that if we pour so much energy into it that they won't leave because of how much we bring to their lives. This is a transactional way of looking at relationships, and it's not uncommon, but it is unhealthy. And whether it's subconsciously or consciously, it's manipulative as well. Doing something out of love, but with the intention of or the expectation of someone else's action in return is not love because it's not coming from a pure heart space. There's ego attached to it. There's still a what's in it for me. And that, that isn't love. And you can tell by whether you feel let down or put out if you do something like this and nothing comes of it. Kind of theorize that for yourself. What would that look like? So I now try to make my life so authentic and so heart forward that even if nobody sees what I make or it falls flat on its face, that I'm still happy because I created something and I found healing in the creative process. And that is conditionless love in action. Or because I did something, I made made lunch for my wife, not because she would say thank you when she was leaving, but because I want to help make that action easier for her. Or I want her to have a special secret surprise snack in her lunch. It matters is the energy behind it. Am I expecting something? And if she did walk out without saying thank you, would I be upset or be like, well, I didn't even want to do, didn't even want to do that. I shouldn't have even done that in the first place. This whole doing something with the intention of someone else's reaction isn't all bad intentions, though. I know that I said that it is manipulative, whether it is conscious or subconscious. Manipulation is inherently doing something to try to elicit a reaction. But this people-pleasing is also a trauma response. It is a learned response. And according to Pete Walker, who has a book called The Four Fs, A Trauma Typology and Complex Trauma, he's quoted saying that fawn types seek safety by merging with the wishes, needs, and demands of others. They act as if they unconsciously believe that the price of admission to any relationship is the forfeiture of all of their needs, rights, preferences, and boundaries. I want to read that for you again. They act as if they unconsciously believe that the price of admission to any relationship is the forfeiture of their needs, rights, preferences, and boundaries. Think about that for a second. For somebody who has spent their entire lives pushing themselves into boxes and molds of what other people want, 
and have been told that in all sorts of ways that they are unworthy or an abomination, it's really not that far of a stretch when somebody says that your needs, desires, and boundaries are a burden to them. It's not that big of a leap. People learn this fawn response, and it is a trauma response. It is something learned that you learned for safety. And I don't want you to beat yourself up if this is a response that your stress system does move to. I was in a series of emotionally manipulative relationships where there was a lot of lying, a lot of gaslighting, and regular conditioning that I was not able to trust my eyes, ears, and intuition in what they were telling me. I learned this, and therefore I'm unlearning it, and we're unlearning together. Now, my friends, we move to the good stuff. This is the section of the antidote. This is where I give you affirmations, practices, suggestions to move into flexing that self-trust muscle. The first is a self-trust practice. It's grounding into your senses, and you need to do this regularly. Do this as much as you can. Make it a practice. What can you see? Ask, what can I hear? What can I touch? What do I feel in my skin? What do I feel in my body? The next practice is honoring boundaries within yourself. And the most beautiful thing that you can do is send a message to your body and to your soul that you trust and honor the signals that they send you. Interesting, right? When you feel the need to rest, when your body is calling for you to rest, honor that call and rest, refuel, rejuvenate. When we string ourselves out to burn out, we can't help anyone really, including ourselves. And the world needs each of us showing up and shining our light in our own authentic way. We can't, we just can't do that when there's nothing left in the tank. Or when your car, as an analogy here, is totally broken down. If, if we overextend ourselves and we don't honor that call to rest, It's like, let's put it this way. It's like if you're in your car and all of the lights on the dash are blinking like a Christmas tree and you hear the radiator hose pop off and you're driving 30 miles an hour and you just keep driving because you told someone that you would make it another 20 miles. You aren't going to benefit anybody by blowing your car up to try to get further pull over, tend to what is going on underneath, then get back on the road and get going. So in summary, respect and honor the signals that your body and your soul are bringing you. Respect when it is time to rest. Respect when it is time to create. Respect all those times in between. Now, the next thing that I'm going to offer you is an inquiry. To ask yourself, am I coming from a place of self-honor or self-betrayal? So when people are asking for our time and energy, 
Oftentimes when we have anxiety, we try to pump out an answer really quickly, like now, 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 and we end up in overwhelm, regret, or a sticky situation where we can't really deliver our best work or support if it's something personal and emotional. If we just don't have enough in our cup, we're pouring from an empty glass. So try to take a pause when people ask. A, if it's digital, know that you aren't really required to reply to something right away. And most people actually don't expect you to. B, if it's in person, know that the pause to the other person doesn't feel nearly as long as it probably feels to you. When you start doing this and your body just is going to want to say yes without checking in first, it may feel like a really long time, but I promise you... It does not seem that long to the other person. And C, ask, does this feel good? Does this sound fun in my soul? Am I doing this out of love to help and serve? Or am I saying yes out of fear of saying no? Or am I saying yes in hopes that there's something in it for me later, like that transactional mindset? Further, as you start to tune into noticing these things, just become aware of them. Don't judge or beat yourself up when you find yourself falling into an ego-driven or a fear-driven track again, okay? Promise me that. It's going to be tempting, and you might. But remember, you learned these things. You learned this response and you can unlearn them and choose differently. Instead, I invite you to give yourself compassion. Compassion for how you got here. And understanding that you were and are doing your best. And pride that you are choosing differently now. You can serve others better when you honor yourself. Thank you so much for joining me. As we wrap up this episode, I want to make sure to let you know about this six-month group program called the Queer Impact Incubator that I'm working on right now. We start in March. And we have room for 10 LGBTQIA plus creatives, wannapreneurs, and entrepreneurs that are just ready to take up more space, expand their impact, and get out of their own way. With two coaches, pre-recorded modules, journaling prompts, a dedicated group chat for support, sharing resources, wins, accountability, This is bound to be a transformational container. We have more information on my Instagram in the Queer Impact Incubator highlight. And you can get $500 off if you use the code 500OFF, which is so very creative. I know. The link's in my bio, which I will put my Instagram in the description here. Come Come be with us. Come take up space. You are safe here. Have a great rest of your day, everyone. I love you, love you, love you.
Thank you so much for joining me on this episode of the Unlearning Podcast. If you enjoyed the show, the biggest compliment that you can give is to rate and review on whatever platform you're using. You can find information for one-on-one coaching, full show notes, and tools at my website links below. Until next time, keep unlearning. learning.